Welcome to Mindfulness for the Soul, your daily dose of mental health insights, with your host, John Silimparis. Everyone experiences emotionally difficult times throughout their lives. Life does not discriminate. We are all susceptible. However, if these tough times begin to interfere with your ability to function on a day-to-day basis, or you've noticed changes in your temperament, like mood swings, a negative outlook on life, or having a persistent bad temper, you may be suffering from depression. Mental disorders are very common in the United States. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, one in five, or roughly 43 million Americans, suffer from a diagnosable mental illness. And although these may not be the disabling kinds of mental conditions, Nearly 10 million American adults do indeed suffer the types of impairments that prevent them from living normal lives. Research shows that due to social stigma, people who suffer from these conditions often wait years before seeking help, or they end up never reaching out at all. They remain isolated and completely cut off from the many different treatment services that are available. Isolation and loneliness affects physical health too. It produces stress hormones that can lead to inflammation and other health problems. And people are also less likely to take medication, less likely to exercise and eat a healthy diet. So let's talk depression. Depression is the second most common mental illness in the United States, second only to anxiety. The CDC reports that depression affects more than 26% of the U.S. adult population. In addition, future projections estimate that depression will be the second leading cause of disability, trailing only heart disease throughout the world. But contrary to what most people believe, depression is a treatable condition which, if identified early, can be prevented from getting worse. Now, There are many levels of depression that people experience throughout their lives. For example, everyone experiences some degree of mild depression on a regular basis. Some people call it having the blues or feeling down in the dumps. These feelings are natural and part of being human. There is also circumstantial or situational depression, which is due to a life stressor like Grief from the death of a loved one, divorce, financial hardship, trauma, abuse, alcohol and drug addiction, etc. But, regardless of its origin, when depression gets serious and becomes chronic, it's considered a clinical depression. A clinical depression is when an individual's symptoms are so acute, so severe, that their life is significantly impaired. In many cases, as we all know, some people suffering from depression are unable to function at all. And in some cases, people become suicidal as well. So why do people get depressed? Well, there are many reasons. We know that some people are born with a genetic predisposition for depression, as well as other mental health conditions. But most compellingly, research shows that depression is caused by chemical changes in the brain 
specifically with certain neurotransmitters, the ones that are most vital for regulating mood. Some of these neurotransmitters are serotonin, norepinephrine, and dopamine. Serotonin, for example, is responsible for controlling very essential bodily functions like sleep, eating, sexual activity, and most importantly, your emotions. So, if there is a decrease in production of serotonin, that's obviously going to cause depression. Another example is the role of dopamine. Dopamine plays an important role in controlling your drive to seek out reward, pleasure, and soothing. So that's why people often complain that when they're depressed, they don't find pleasure in things that they used to do. Recognizing what the symptoms of depression are is key to managing it better. The following symptoms are hallmarks of depression. Keep in mind these symptoms need to be present for two weeks or more. The symptoms are feeling sad, hopeless, or down in the dumps for prolonged periods of time, feeling like a failure, feeling worthless and lacking in purpose, isolating from others and staying home a lot, having difficulty concentrating at work or school, losing interest in things or activities that usually give you pleasure, feeling guilty about things you did or didn't do in the past, feeling fatigued for most of the day and lacking in motivation, and having recurrent thoughts of death or suicide and wanting to just end the pain. Remember, depression can also manifest in lesser symptomatic ways that don't resemble the criteria I just mentioned. For example, depression can manifest as irritability, impatience, feeling edgy, getting upset easily, and a general kind of apathy about life. It's important to know these symptoms also because there are many people out there who don't even realize they are mildly depressed. Hence, they may blow off these symptoms and never address them. But let's come back to substance abuse for a moment. Substance abuse is essential to discuss because it is often diagnosed together with depression, meaning people can become depressed as a result of chronic substance abuse. The truth is, chronically using any mood-altering substance other than prescribed antidepressants and other safe psychotropic medications prescribed by a psychiatrist is dangerous. The reason is that Repeated use of chemical substances such as marijuana, cocaine, opiates, and others depletes the brain of the vital neurotransmitters we just discussed earlier, the transmitters that are necessary to sustain normal mood. The, the consequence of that depletion can lead to severe depression. Alcohol, for example, is considered a central nervous system depressant. So, if you are a chronic drinker and you are using alcohol to self-medicate your depression, you are basically treating your depression with a depressant. Think about that for a moment. Keep in mind that the chemical changes in the brain that can result from substance abuse can also result from the very same life events I mentioned earlier. 
like experiencing or witnessing a trauma as a child or as an adult, being a victim of violence, assault, bullying, physical, verbal, and sexual abuse, and many other types of adverse events. The most common mode of treatment is, of course, psychotherapy, whether individual or in a group setting. Psychotherapy, along with a healthy, balanced lifestyle, and for some, the aid of medication as well, has shown to be very effective. In the meantime, try to cultivate a certain degree of acceptance about having depression and give yourself some compassion. Not judging yourself and not stigmatizing yourself will help you feel better faster. In other words, try to see your symptoms of depression phenomenologically, meaning try to see it as a legitimate condition that you are not to blame for. Depression is not your fault. It never was and it never will be. Try to also see it matter-of-factly instead of seeing it as a curse, a punishment, or a sign of weakness. Try to see your depression like it was diabetes or asthma or any other condition that you yourself deem credible. Also, don't expect to feel better too quickly. There's a process to all this, so learning how to manage the ups and downs of your moods will take time. In other words, remember this quote, Learn to live like the ocean, otherwise you'll be seasick every day. And also, remember that if you are getting help for depression, it will pass. It may pass like a kidney stone, but it will pass. In addition, keep in mind that when someone gets depressed, their thoughts are skewed and they don't always see themselves and the world around them rationally. Greek philosopher Epitectus said, It's not the things in life that trouble us, but our opinions of these things. Meaning, your depression is perhaps causing you to have a darker and more negative view of things based on your depressed mind outlook. This negative outlook is like wearing different colored glasses that obscure your ability to see clearly and positively. If you can be more aware of that the next time you get really down on yourself about being depressed, it might lessen the severity of it. And lastly, remember, this podcast is not meant to be a substitute for a genuine clinical evaluation with a qualified mental health professional. It is simply meant to be a quick reference guide to see if any of these symptoms resonate with you. Or perhaps you may know someone close to you like a family member or a friend who resembles having these symptoms. As mentioned, the sooner you get treatment, the better the prognosis in the near future. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Mindfulness for the Soul. I hope this information was helpful to you. And if you are currently suffering from depression, I encourage you to seek out the help that you need today. Until then... Don't forget to be kind to yourself. I'm John Salamparas, MFT.